times did you watch it? Just once. You didn't watch it three times today? No. Did you? No. <laughs> How many times did you watch it once? I watched it twice. I watched Tw- it again today. Kind of in the background while I was working. So oh, okay. I needed a review. So yeah. I didn't do my homework very well. <laughs> Jackson's winded. Adam, are you wearing... What the fuck? You're wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> Six more weeks Sorry. of winter. I'm trying no, to, trying no to wear it into happening. No, I'm yeah. fucking winter at this point. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take some shorts weather. I want to wear shorts. Mm. Mm? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Bunk. Morning. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. I just got the shit slapped out of me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jackson. You know, I I was wondering if that was going to get brought up. Uh, At the bar last night when this happened, uh, I, everyone was like, yeah, Chris Rock had it coming. And then I watched it. I was like, Will Smith's a crazy person. He is a crazy person. Scientology will do that to you. I would, allegedly, I would go as far as to say they're both in the wrong and men suck. At the end of (laughs) that's the yeah, both in the wrong (laughs) is not a crazy stance to take. But I was trying to think of how I feel about it. You just nailed it. Both are wrong and men suck. Yeah, it's like it's like totally like like we're we're like making excuses for like these men doing stupid things. Regardless, it's like one made fun of a woman who has a condition, and like and then another one went up and was like. I'm mad, so I'm gonna hit you. He made it about him. Yeah, and 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 he's like laughing before he realizes his wife's upset, and then flips yeah. this whatever. It, but it, I, I'm just I just wanted to. I just I love. I could just watch that clip over and over and over again of him saying, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." So it's good. pretty I mean, intense. He though. said it. He said it twice too. So yeah. He really yeah. Meant it. yeah. Uh, it. I thought it was staged. I was like, what the hell? I thought it was staged at first and then... Saw the raw footage. Yeah, and And you're like, like, well, they wouldn't have cut that out the the thing if it was staged. Chris Rock was pretty speechless. If it was supposed to be a bit, Will Smith definitely took it to another level. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I really have to compose an opinion about it, it's just like, oh, I don't give a shit about either of these guys. Yeah. It's fine. One got slapped. The other one is rich as shit. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure they're they're both rich as shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's also like if Chris Rock didn't know that Jada has alopecia, then that's a funny joke. Well, well also, but if he did know, then I mean, Will she's Smith been pretty public of, about it. So yeah. I would assume he knew and that public was part about of the, everything. Part dude. of the joke. <laughs> the family's crazy. The thing that gets me is it's not even that good of a joke, even if it was totally <laughs> fine to make that joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a funny joke because you're referencing the movie that came out 25 years ago that most people have never seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, most people probably. I bet that's trending on GI Jane. Like, what the fuck? Oh is yeah, this Netflix movie? probably bought the rights to it. Oh yeah, and Jada got a call today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh wee. Um. Okay. So, should we start off with uh with with some news? We we ready to go into this? Yeah. So I guess there's more Oscars news to talk about if we wanted to do that. Oh, man, I just realized that you guys fucking, like, I forgot you guys have access to this note now. (laughs) Somebody put balls in the note. I was like, why did I do that? I I added some formatting. (laughs) Yeah, I guess while we're at the, uh, well, oh, because you were accidentally hitting the uh, The space bar. I can see see it moving around. Oh, okay. as, you're, as no, it's it, being edited. You just had everything as one on line. It was hard to read. So we, yeah. we discovered, <laughs> for the audit, listeners, we discovered shared notes now. Yep. So 
Yeah. Uh, it we're, was we're first the group, uh, the group text, and now we got shared notes. Uh, yeah. So let's just uh, let's keep up with the I don't know the Oscars, as I put it so uh, plainly. Uh, <laughs> none of us really care about the Oscars, but when you're at a bar and everyone's talking about somebody slapping another person, I mean, that's interesting. Uh, so I, I really just put down the three Oscars that I think are really uh, meanwhile as it pertains to the subject matter of this you mean show. Me- meaningful? Yeah, sure. Uh, you mean well, instead of meanwhile? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, These are the things I think are very mean. Fix it in the uh, best <laughs> edit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best editing going to Hagen. Uh, so... <laughs> Best original yes. song. It's uh, shockingly not a Pixar song. Is anybody shocked by that? Yeah, because Pixar doesn't usually win best song. Oh yeah, but you didn't see. Uh, you mean Disney? Oh shit, I don't know, man. But but they're the same thing. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno from Encanto. That was up for it. I don't even think that was nominated. No, was it? it wasn't nominated. That, yeah. that oh, wow. they didn't even want. Disney they, didn't put what, that in for nominations. What did, what did Pixar do? What did Pixar do? Everything's going to streaming. Wasn't nominated. Well, Encanto was Encanto nominated. Encanto was not Pixar, though. That's the thing. God damn it. <laughs> I, I, Disney doesn't care about Meanwhile, Pixar anymore. You're right. Yeah, what happened so. to Pixar? Yeah. That somebody fucked up, right? Oh, yeah. We. What do you mean? Their past three movies have come out straight to streaming. Did you miss the fact the part where the head of Pixar got okay, fired? Okay, yeah, that so, guy yeah, sucks. That, but, like, I get that. I think that, that had to do with some That of happened that. a while ago, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but okay. Companies are weird, so. No, I get it. Okay. So, um,. <laughs> Yeah, so best original song obviously went to Billie Eilish and Phineas. Is that for the yeah. Turning Red? Movie? No, it's for no, it's for James Bond. James oh, Bond. No oh Time good. to Die is the song. They also performed it. Um, it's a Billie Eilish song. It's what you expect. She belts, dude. Yeah, no, it's a good song. I'm not yeah. saying that, but it's exactly what you expect. And as soon as I saw they were nominated, I was like, well, I know they're gonna win. <laughs> um, best documentary. Normally this wouldn't be uh, discussed here, but uh, Questlove's Summer of Love. Wow, I, I realized that was a mouthful. Quest loves, full stop. Summer of love. Maybe thought, that was a full pause. I thought you nailed it the first time. Yeah, Thank you. you did a great job. Thanks. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Summer of love. I, I haven't watched that. It's on no. Disney Plus, right? Uh, maybe. Might be on Hulu, but it's definitely yeah, in the Disney of camp of and stuff. Yeah. I've wanted to watch it, and when we talked about Woodstock last year, I thought about, oh, this might be a good one, but. Uh, I think this might be that push that'll get me to watch it probably this week. Yeah. So yeah, let's do an episode on it. Maybe that big commitment. <laughs> Say it on air. We have to do it. <laughs> I'm very hesitant of that. That, now. that is how we watch the Beatles documentary. We're not going to yep. talk about any award shows coming up. Uh, so best original, <laughs> best original score, uh, second time in his career, Hans Zimmer Yay! or uh, Dune. Which is a very good score. Yeah. Uh, Surprisingly, I, Dune won the most awards yesterday too. Which not is, surprising at all. I well, like they won all the awards that weren't broadcast in the the ceremony because uh, we don't reward technical achievements anymore. In, anything in else not uh, televised? Oh, the the Samuel Jackson winning uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award. Denzel presented it, and it wasn't televised. Wait, what? What the fuck? How yeah. do you not televise that? I don't know. Huh. Actually, I think I know, but I, I don't really. Yes, I don't. I, I want to call out the Academy for being racist right now. Well, like Ricky Gervais. <laughs> just, like, yeah. <laughs> what a shitty producer to just yeah, be like, let's take the thing that might get a lot of attention. And I not really show wish it. Uh, Will Smith had slapped R- Ricky Gervais. That would have been fun. That would have been funny. Ricky Gervais would have laid him out. I don't know, man. Well, Will yeah. Smith would kick Ricky Gervais's ass. Hell yeah! He, Prison he rules. He would have had a comeback. <laughs> or <there>. MMA. Either or. Okay. 
the taco. He played not. Ali. <laughs> a, a bunch of years ago. Still. <laughs> still. <laughs> trying to catch I'm these fresh to, prints. I'm trying to think of like a weak role he played, and I can't think of anything. That's probably a thing that he does is not weak roles. Yeah. Like the, I think it's like the rock can't be like, can't, can't lose a fight. <laughs> like, that, sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. The rock and Vin Diesel apparently have, you know, allegedly have in their contracts, like their characters cannot lose a fight. Uh, so uh, if you ever watch a fast and furious movie and they don't lose a fight, even though maybe they should, that's well, probably why that's, I mean, that's going to make black Adam a really great movie then. Oh, sorry <laughs> guys. Never going to lose. Yeah, it's going to be the rock, but in a superhero outfit. Pick. Don't, don't think about bad guys and Apple devices. Just don't think about it. What? Oh no! <laughs> what? Oh no, Adam, you want to take that one? No, that's that's a thing. Um, on Apple TV Plus, streaming any of those shows, they supposedly have a ban on villains using Apple computers and oh, that's devices right. and stuff. Yeah, Ryan Johnson said this yeah. whenever uh, Knives Out came uh, was in theaters, and Cause, well, because he was looking at taking a deal with them or something for the sequels, right? Well, he said something along the lines of like, oh yeah, you probably could have figured. He said, I think in the interview, he said, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but fuck it. And yeah. then said, you know, oh, you can tell in most of your favorite movies uh, who's the bad guy if there's Apple products and they're, you know, using a Blackberry or something. There's like uh, so one character using a non So it's not even phone. a thing of the streaming service and it's just anything that it's Apple anything. loans products out for them. That's yeah. so fucking childish. So apparently in uh, Knives Out, you can tell who the bad guy is, which I won't say because it's a wonderful movie. You should watch it. Um, but, but there's a big hint. Yeah, apparently there's a big hand. <laughs> just gave it you <laughs> You can look who's using a specific phone. Uh, so sorry I said that because, uh, yeah, that's like that, that. That's like when we were kids, the game, you lost the game. Uh, but I feel like that now for movies, like as soon as I remember that, if I'm halfway through a movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, remember that? And then I'm looking at all the devices. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything else about the Oscars? I mean, no. No. No, thank you. I was going to say, were you sad that Johnny Greenwood didn't win? No, I I don't really think this stuff matters. I, I was sad that Andrew Garfield didn't win for Tick, Tick, Boom, but that's about the only thing I yeah. actually cared about. Did you see Johnny? Oh, you sent me the video of Johnny Greenwood yeah, accepting the award on behalf of Not Paul Alana. Thomas Anderson. Yeah, that was so fucking so awkward. God, yep. They're both painfully awkward. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yep. Um, moving on. That We're done with the Oscars. Yeah. Um, let's never think about it again. Uh, you guys want to take this first one? Yeah. Um, the second one, I suppose. Oh, yeah. But the first one on the notes. We, we, we're we going backwards today. We're improvising. We're, like, we're, doing, like, we're doing that thing where you, like, you see like the end of the movie first, and then they're like, how did we get here? Non-synchronized storytelling. Thank you. That's what we do here at Don't yeah. Be the Artist. And you also have to do a lot of feet shots. I'm thinking Tarantino here. What do you guys <clears> think about? Um, not... Tarantino. I got really self-conscious about my feet as soon as you started talking about it. Not that there actually would be any like pictures of my feet from the uh, from us uh, recording, but then I was like, oh, no, please don't take a picture of my feet. Now we're all going to take a picture <laughs> of your feet. You please know that. Don't. Please don't. Uh, you're wearing socks, dude. I know. I still was – I, I like, instantly brought my like feet back as soon as it was like <laughs> shots of your feet. <laughs> and he's wearing uh, shorts too. So maybe I we're do. in for no winner. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this past weekend, um, very, very sad news. Uh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters, uh, passed away in his hotel room. Um, this is very personal for, for most of us here. Uh, like definitely I'm, I'm still like processing it, which is a weird thing. 
I've never had like a celebrity death that like made me feel any sort of way like this. And I would be willing to bet that there were past celebrity deaths we talked about where I like made fun of people who like got upset about stuff. And then uh, I was at a gig and started crying on stage. So, um, you know, giant egg on my face on that one. But uh, well, I think for you guys, the reason why and for anyone, the reason why it's, you know, upsetting to you, obviously, because, you know, you can empathize with a human a person passing away uh their family their friends all that whatnot anyone can uh, sympathize with them even though you don't truly know the person but i think for you guys like it, right now i'm sure everyone not many people have vocalized it but the future of the band is really kind of like in limbo nobody quite knows and obviously no one's talking about it because yeah. it's very fresh less than a week old so yeah uh, yeah um and yeah i mean it, it's it's just like you know taylor hawkins was a really big part of uh like just me being a drummer in the first place um we talked a lot about the album wasting light and i would just play that album from front to back on drums uh just like how he plays his intensity um i mean he was just he was he was a one-of-a-kind drummer for sure fun uh, fun player to watch all the oh, performances yeah. i've seen of him singing doing queen songs uh the balls it takes to do a queen song especially with members of queen yeah. in the past like that yeah interestingly enough there was um uh you know everyone's posting uh, their their stories and their condolences um and there was a, a a drummer um in new york named nate wood he has a project called four where he plays drums and bass and and uh, keys at the same time uh but he uh like went he lived in the same neighborhood that taylor hawkins did growing up so he would get dropped off to his elementary school and taylor's taylor lived in the area and he would just hear this guy playing rush songs like in in his garage uh <laughs> <laughs> uh so that of all the stories i heard so far that one was one that was like oh wow that's like that's super sweet yeah um but yeah i i, I think personally like it's just it's just hard to kind of process deal with but uh, i'll say that from my perspective i was really lucky that i did get to just go up and play drums um after hearing about it and the next night i even took a drum solo which you <laughs> never do no i fucking hate taking drum solos but <laughs> I, we, were, we were on like a little set break we were side stage the, the matthew and the arrogant sea was playing matthew was singing acoustic songs and i looked over at our keyboard player and our guitar player i was like i think i'm gonna take a drum solo and they were like do it and i was like no i'm not gonna do it <laughs> and then i did it <laughs> what did it sound like can you uh, reenact it with your face uh like like just with your mouth with your, sorry your mouth more specifically um it went it went it went like like really cool like <laughs> snare to and then i was like triplets and then i was like the dave Grohl triplets yeah dave Grohl triplets and then I, and then i was doing tom triplets and then i was doing hi-hats and crashes and um and then all i i never wished i wanted roto toms until that moment um, yeah but speaking of that drum fill you just did, Dave, the do 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 do. Phil uh, Phil? Uh, yeah, Phil Collins uh, apparently has uh, officially retired. Like he played his last show. Like uh, yeah, I saw a picture. Apparently he like that... plays sitting down in a chair now because like he has really bad arthritis. Yeah, I was gonna so, say was that a surprise yeah. retirement or did he? No, it was announced this before it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But sorry to uh, but, yeah. digress. No, no, no. Uh, no yeah, yeah, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, super sad. Yeah, I think I think, I think that the main reason it's something that's lingering at least for you know the three of us is that it was unexpected there wasn't any like i think they were supposed to play uh they have lots of shows that were on you know the schedule and all year yeah yeah after basically you know taking off most of the last two years 
playing I, some shows in LA and stuff, and they they'd started to come back and do stuff. But and I'm really sad. I never got to see them. Never got to see a full show. I heard it, the Foo Fighters played two songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and that, that's one of those things that it's you know like Hagen was saying. I'm not usually one to be like affected by a celebrity death or anything. Maybe if it's unex un, or a surprise like this, then yeah, a little bit. But like David Bowie is that same kind of thing about like in that case, I never got to see him play live. Whereas like I'm glad I got to see Foo Fighters twice. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I don't know if we'd mention it. He was 50 years old uh, right now the circumstances are up in the air and uh, it's really not a- appropriate to you know discuss speculate like, yeah to speculate uh you know for respect of his friends and family uh but i knew something was up because i think it was like 10 30 p.m i was just sitting there at my house and adam in our group text just in all caps said fuck and i was like huh I, a- adam's not one for emotions like this well, and i thought adam accidentally texted the group yeah, me too. <laughs> like, and something happened with, with him and his wife. So I imme- it's, I'm the same way. And so I immediately texted what, question mark, didn't get a response as quickly as I would have liked, and this said something about me. I immediately pulled up Pitchfork and was looking in the news oh and stuff God. like that. I didn't, I didn't, because I, I figured, okay, uh, if it was... That's fair. If it's in yeah. that chat, it's probably music-related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I ran to. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's probably music-related. What is it? Uh I got real nervous for a bit. I was like, no, what, I what's going on? I don't know how soon that was after. <laughs> Drop my phone. After that happened, but I got my dad just texted me the news like just before no. I'd sent that because that was always a thing that, you know, my dad and I were both really like the Foo Fighters and he kind of like got me to listen to more yeah. of that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so like, looked at my phone on a set break and I was like, I had like eight text messages. And I was like, what happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, rest in peace. Uh, whatever the future holds for the rest of the musicians in that band, it will be successful whether or not it's with that band or, you know, they're all, yeah. all going to yeah. be. The, the one thing that finally made me real sad was uh, I saw a post that was like, I hope wherever that Taylor went, Freddie Mercury is there waiting to be like, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your knuckle sandwich. Yeah. Who you're trying to steal my gig. <laughs> All right, so we got a, a few more uh, pieces of news that are not small, but we're just probably going to gloss over just because uh, I feel like we've probably talked them uh, into a hole. Um, so Spotify uh, has officially suspended their uh, services in Russia, and apparently this is due to uh, censorship laws there in Russia right now. Obviously, they have state media. Yeah, I, I feel like it's mostly just a thing of like Spotify looking around and going, oh, okay, we should do this now. I mean, everybody that's else has done saying. this. Yeah. Well, it also might have to do with the thing that's like if you publicly say that you're against the war, then you can get jailed for 15 years. Yeah. yeah. So it like with how how however much content ends up being on Spotify that probably has that information, it could be against laws like that. Fuck guys, we can't travel to uh, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah. we'll have to cancel our live podcast recordings in Russia. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, once again, it's a bunch of. Uh, we're just going to keep, as this goes on, we're going to keep seeing uh, big corporations doing the bare minimum. So uh, not much <laughs> well, to say. I mean, that and like Russia just being very isolationist and they'll yeah. probably be their own Russian Spotify soon. So <laughs> Have you we seen can all, talk about that. Like when McDonald's said like, no more, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and then uh, Russia just, changed their like trademark rules. And like, so now mcdonald's logos and everything's were free like there are no infringement laws so Ru- Russia almost took immediately the trademarks basically yeah. yeah they basically said oh if we don't give a shit 
and almost immediately there's like uh there's i, I guess because they're probably franchisees i don't know how mcdonald's works but i assume it's franchises and those people who own those spots probably and they already made these logos that like i think it's a b no it's they rotated the mcdonald's logo yeah. at 90 degrees well and i but i <laughs> think the so new cool. <laughs> it's like something burgers whatever yeah. or, or a russian word that starts with a b or whatever their character that looks like a b uh and it's just rotated it's That's this golden so cool. arches great big donald's yeah big donald's <laughs> big donald's, <laughs> <laughs> big donald's murgers <laughs> so uh yeah moving Some on with bench that. fries so moving on with that uh last piece of news that i have uh right before balls on the list is uh (laughs) thank you dave you're welcome um travis scott has officially performed for the first time since the astroworld tragedy uh this was a pre-oscars uh or an oscars pre-show event uh i don't think it was to a large crowd nothing like that just you know one of those celebrity things where I was going to say, was it put on by the Academy or any, like, official group or anything? Because if so, that would be pretty bad. Yeah, no, not that I can tell. To be honest, I didn't read too no, much on private. this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't blame you for it's not reading too party. much on it. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a house party, Bel Air, California. A number of celebrities were there. So just some rich person paid them to, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio was there. Venus and Serena Williams. YG, I'm not sure who that is. Hope, Tobey Maguire. Fuck. Come on, dude back into gambling come on oh. piterman <laughs> i love that game. so much piterman <laughs> come on piterman <laughs> oh batman who's batman your favorite Piter marvel man. character <laughs> yeah. who's your favorite marvel character <laughs> so uh uh you know in this article it just uh reiterates that he's faced currently scott is facing hundreds of lawsuits stemming to the uh what is it 10 yeah 10 people's deaths on november 5th of last year so yeah i don't know uh hundreds seems like a lot for hundreds yeah <laughs> well I don't for know. 10 people dying yeah that just feels like i don't know how that works out but <laughs> well there was thousands of people there so that, that's even probably though 10 that's people true. died could be, a, lot yeah. a lot of people were in danger that's fair yeah a lot, of, a lot of injuries aside from the death so yeah uh so all that being said uh yikes i don't know it's probably not smart of him to do that if he wants to come I mean, out of this at all at least if it is a private event that maybe doesn't draw too much attention to it even though it did but <laughs> he was probably thinking nobody will notice when playing this <laughs> at least he's involved with a kardashian jenner i think it's officially or actually a jenner but it's a jenner yeah but they're the same um, so is kanye gonna be mad at him now no kanye and him are best friends dude he's performing with him at coachella unless kanye gets dropped from coachella <laughs> <laughs> which i'm surprised hasn't happened yet yeah, uh, Trevor Noah put something out basically saying, like, hey, guys, I said to nurture Kanye, not cancel him. And it's just like, oh, I don't know, man. This guy is, like, yeah, was it, going was off it? the deep end. Counsel, not cancel? Counsel, not yeah. cancel, yeah. 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 All right, any any news? Any hot goss? Anything else? This says balls. Mm. Is that hot goss or is that tepid goss? Tepid. Mm. All right. Are we moving on to let's, our topic? Let's do it. Our topic? Let's, let's, let's hit this topic, baby. Uh. <laughs> Why, what's the sigh for? Let's say you, I don't know. This hot. is your idea. Oh, it right? is hot. It is hot. Was this my idea? It's I think really this warm. was this was, this was my idea. Yeah. This was definitely 100% my idea. I brought my storyboard, though. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? We are talking about the musical Rent today. In all its forms. In all its forms, but I, I, I mean, I think we're going to have to talk about mostly about the movie, because that's what half of us have seen. 
was gonna say half of us have not seen the musical proper. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. all watched the movie. Yes. I did yeah. not watch the movie. You've never seen the movie? I've never seen the movie. And I so seventy per, you can keep seventy-five percent of us have watched the movie. Half of us have seen this performed live. Yeah. Half are pretty cool dudes. <laughs> I'll <laughs> never tell. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. So rent. Uh you know, I'll just go ahead and jump in with like uh my experience of this musical. Uh I, two of the songs maybe. I was aware of just from pop culture and hearing them, obviously, Seasons of Love. Uh, I don't know how many songs are actually in this, so I'm not even going to... What's the What's the second one you heard mm. outside of outside of it, like in pop culture? Great question, my dude. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say that I actually knew a song. Uh, I, I remember when I saw this recently for the first time uh, that... There's only us. There's yeah, yeah. only today. That for some reason I was like, I've heard this before. That that melody is in Tick Tick Boom. Okay, there you go. Uh, but then I also, uh, you know, the opening number rent uh, back into a little movie called Team America: World Police that was very much making fun of this movie. Yeah. With the chorus line, "Everybody has AIDS." AIDS, 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 AIDS. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. didn't, I didn't understand that. Now you get it. So, yeah, I had never seen anything, uh, you know, other than understanding, like, the pop culture and vaguely what this was about. Um, had not heard of Jonathan Larson. And um, what really got me excited about this was seeing Tick, Tick, Boom, the musical that is on Netflix, uh, and just being, like, absolutely, like, wow, this has reinvigorated me for, um, you know, musicals in general but also just like movie musicals and so i was very excited going into this uh and so then recently right now uh rent i think still actively is on its 25th anniversary tour which is apparently a farewell tour uh, i'm gonna go ahead and call bullshit on that bullshit maybe for five years <laughs> yeah. to like you yeah. know get uh interest going uh and then i you know uh, I guess we'll get into this in a little bit, but I have my playbill right here. And the only reason I brought this in was not to, you know, like drop just, just to brag, just to brag. <laughs> but like if you open it up uh, right where they have all the musical numbers, if you've ever seen a playbill before, um, same format, always uh, right before the musical numbers, they have this little, uh, you know, about the plot on the left hand side. They tell you what the whole plot is, not a like, <laughs> Oh, here's some historical concept text. It is, Literally the whole plot. Nice. Uh, I was upset that I read that before while I was waiting for curtains. Uh, and then uh, to the right is this little like, like a, a, you know, Pepe Silvia type thing from Always Sunny of like, uh, here's Rent. Who's who? Uh, Mark. Mark used to date Maureen. Uh, Maureen is dating Joanne. All right. Let's go on to a different uh, thread. Benny. Benny, who uh, Benny is married to Allison Gray of Westport, whom we never see. Benny used to live with Mark and Roger. Well, let's move over to Roger. Mark and Roger are best friends and roommates. Uh, Roger is interested uh, in Mimi. Benny used to date Mimi. Uh, and then we move over. Collins. Mark and Roger uh, are friends with ex-roommate Collins. Collins is connected with Angel. And you're looking at this. I was like, I turned to my partner, who's very familiar with uh, Rent, and I was like, is this a complicated story? And she was like, "No, absolutely not. You will get all of that. What you just read in five minutes." Yeah. So a I lot of love it. a lot of people do think it's complicated. So that's why that that's there. Okay. Uh, but it's because people don't listen to the first song, <laughs> the one that's yelling rent. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, it, it there's there's people who don't understand the characters, and to be one hundred percent honest, I love this musical, and I always get Mark and Roger's names mixed up in my brain. Like they're like I I don't know, I always forget which one is which. Well, Mark is the stand-in for Jonathan Larson, correct? Like that's um I, I maybe split personality here, but uh, maybe definitely. Well, so Mark is the film one. Yeah. Mark yeah. is Anthony yeah. Rapp. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Tony. I, <laughs> I, I, I think that I mean I guess he would be like like kind of the because he's he's the he's the most outside character. He's the most character that's on the outside of what's actually happening. So I guess that could be like Jonathan Larson like being like being the one watching his friends. Yeah, um, he's got no like point in the story. I'll sense. say that. Yeah. What? He's got no point in the story. Yeah, he, exactly. You could remove him entirely, except his songs. Well, he's he's basically like a framing Obviously. device for the story. Yeah, yeah. He, he saves the apartment. Um, I guess for me, and maybe I'm jumping ahead too quickly here, but when I say that Mark could be removed, I think that might be a little bit intentional of what, you know, you can take the context of Jonathan Larson as, you know, a straight white man who's in New York at a time where the AIDS epidemic is really, you know, taking uh, hold of a lot of his friend group, yeah. uh, people who are afflicted with uh, addiction, uh, people of color disproportionately, and, uh, you know, the gay population. Right. So as a straight white man who is friends with all this stuff, uh, very clearly that would be upsetting to anyone. Uh, and so maybe that could be the argument of, oh, that's the point of Mark, is that like he's just trying to make his art. Meanwhile, all this calamity is happening around yeah. him. And like imagine what that would be like. So Typical cis white man. Exactly. Let me, go. Can I film you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, film this homeless person. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dave and Adam, tell, tell us about your history with rent and if there is any. Have I you mean, seen it before? I, I was familiar with the basics of it. I've never seen yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, you guys I just seen the movie, The right? movie came out right around the time when I would have been like, peak musicals are stupid. So <laughs> 2005? Yeah, so I never watched it. So <laughs> I watched it, and I was confused by it Yeah, when, I, when I initially oh, it, watched it. It is a confusing movie to some degree yeah. because it's, I would say, poorly directed. But. Well, the, the problem is, is that whenever I watch or maybe produced would be the better word. I don't. Mo- yeah, yeah, well, yeah, movie musicals. Whenever I watch them, I get I, I get so distracted by the format of a musical. Right. I'm like, this is so far removed from how things happen in real life. Yep. <laughs> well, the context of and Hagen and I talked about this in our uh, episode uh, that will be coming out soon. Uh, the context of like switching mediums like that, I I personally don't believe is, you know, 100% doable when it, we're talking about from stage to screen in the musical context. Tell that yeah. to Lin-Manuel Miranda, then. I, mean, I think that... <laughs> I think you're opening up him. a different can of worms, man. <laughs> it, it can work, but you have to understand that there are going to be differences about how you can do things. And Chris Columbus, who's the director on this, didn't seem to try to do anything different. Yeah. He was just like, I'm making a musical, but well, it's a movie. He also directed the Home Alone movies, right? Yeah. And he d- directed the Potter. first two Harry yeah. Potters. Yeah. Yeah, arguably the two of the less good ones, so. <laughs> the ones that are very much kid movies. Granted, yeah. yeah, granted, you have to like introduce that as a kids movie, so I get it. But but that it, happens with any medium that's not like like television shows. There's a Bob's Burgers movie coming out. There was a Simpsons movie yeah. back in the day. It's like if something gets big enough, it's probably going to be made right. into a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not. I, I don't fault people for trying, but uh, trying over and over again. But also. Um, a YouTuber that I really like, and I have mentioned, Patrick H. Willems, talked about last year being like 
oh man, like movie musicals like came back. And obviously, if you look at the numbers, uh, it was fun while it lasted. Right. Um, but uh, <laughs> if you look at the medium of film, uh, why did they invent sound? Or uh, or why did they bring sound to cinema? Right. Musicals. Yeah. So, like, it's always been intris- intrinsically hand-in-hand hand with Hollywood. But what I have the issue with is not, you know, movies that are musicals. I mean, La La Land was not a stage performance. It was right. developed in that way, so it worked well for that reason. Whereas... Well, that, these are not developed like that. Yeah, that that's the thing is you you probably could make a really good movie version of Rent that keeps a lot of the core parts of the musical but isn't just like, oh, this is a musical that we also filmed. Right. Yeah, right. Well, right. Let, let's just talk about the subject matter here. Um I've got I've also got a I mean, full history of there, Rent. Oh, yeah. Well, one the interesting yeah. thing about the movie is that it's most of the original cast, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. And we'll not get, always the case. And we'll get we'll get to that too. Well, it's kind of the case sometimes that they can do it, and people will right. still get mad about about the, the fact that it's mostly the original cast, even though they get mad whatever. about Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, um, just like, like like we've already said, it's a musical. Um, Jonathan Larson uh, uh, was working on this musical with someone he was introduced to. Um, his name was Billy Aronson, and Billy Aronson uh, saw the opera La Boheme. Uh, and he was after the after the opera. He's walking around the streets of New York, seeing the similarities between opera and real life, and he wanted to make a modern day retelling of La Boheme. But he was a playwright, so he was introduced to Jonathan Larson, who wrote musicals, and um, they started working on Rent together. Now, Jonathan Larson um, had the idea of making the the, the play set um, with like the, the setting be uh, amid poverty, homelessness. And quote spunky gay life, drag queens and punks. <laughs> um, Bohemia. So, yeah. So um, this was so this this was uh, Jonathan Larson's idea, and Billy Aronson wasn't really into that idea. He didn't want to do that. Um, he wanted it to be more like La Boheme than like about modern day. But Jonathan Larson, being like living in basically where Rent is taking place, um, wanted to kind of base it on. He saw he saw a lot of similarities in the opera into what they could do there. And then eventually, uh, Billy Aronson kind of stepped away. But the two of them did write three of the songs together. They wrote Santa Fe, Rent, and I Should Tell You. Um, and so then from there, he had uh, ambitious expectations for this for this musical. He This was back in 91, whenever they first started writing it. And then Aronson left that same year from but, writing it. But wasn't he like, but if it goes well... Like I want credit for this. Yeah, Billy Aronson. Billy <laughs> I'm Ar- not helping you anymore. Billy Aronson was like, yeah, but I, I, I want credit for the for the original concept and lyrics. That's what he wanted credit for. So, which is fair because Larson was like, hey, I, like I'm gonna take this and keep running with it. I know that you're done here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this. So from '91 until its premiere in '96, he was just writing, 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 writing. A lot of songs were fully written that did not make the the final performance. Uh, they did uh, workshops in '93 and '94. In fact, I believe it was the '93 one where they were offered money and a deal before the uh, the the second act had even started. Uh, producers had walked up and was like, "We're gonna give you money now." Um, so that's really cool. Um, but so, uh, they, they tested so many different songs. There's like, there was at least like 10 to 15 songs that either didn't make the cut or got completely reworked into like what songs that did make it, which is not uncommon. No, not uncommon. But the fact that Jonathan Larson did it all by himself. And if you watch tick, tick, boom, you see him like in his little tiny apartment with like a tiny little keyboard writing all of his songs. Um, he's credited for music 
lyrics and book, which is not common. No, not common at all. I don't even think Lin-Manuel is that way. I think Lin-Manuel only he has, has someone... one credit uh, for Hamilton. Doesn't he have music I'll... and lyrics? Well, I'll look it up. But that well, At least right. lyrics. He, he, he should have music and lyrics, but he didn't write the book. Yeah. Um, so... Um, this is this this is the 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 final little piece of I what? was wrong. He has all three. Oh, he he, he got he did the book too. I need yeah. an adult. That's I'm crazy. So, I'm sorry, Mr. Miranda. <laughs> I have paper towels. Okay, please. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, uh, but this came out 1996. 96. So, yeah. so on so early 1996. Yeah. So this this is the uh, uh, the the part of the story where things get sad. Um, on January 24th, 1996, uh, the musical's final dress rehearsal before its off-Broadway opening, um, Jonathan Larson had his first and only newspaper interview with a critic um, on, uh, of, the, of the New York Times about Rent. Um, people were really excited about it. And also, the opening happened to be on the 100-year anniversary of the opera La Boheme. Coincidentally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so Larson, unfortunately, uh, passed away that night. Did not get to see Rent performed. The 24th. Yeah. Um, he, he passed away of a undiagnosed aortic aneurysm, likely from uh, Marfan syndrome, um, which is a rare multisystemic genetic disorder that affects the connective tissue. It can affect it, it, people who have it tend to be like tall with long arms, long legs, like long fingers, like really skinny, really like, uh, uh, like, like just like tiny little poles that are long, right? Oh, a lot of uh, uh, people have said or a lot of now knowing that this happened have said that oh this is something that likely could have been avoided if diagnosed yeah yeah so, well, uh, and that he, makes it even more tragic he was he went to one doctor who was like i think you have you just have a flu yeah just go wait it out yeah. and then he went and got a second opinion and they also mishandled it yeah it, it was it, it was it was really sad um and yeah, I mean, the, the, I couldn't imagine, you know, being in the performance of Rent. A lot of them, especially Anthony Rapp, got really close to Jonathan Larson, and then um, he never got to see it performed. And weren't his parents had like flown out because the uh, debut premiere was scheduled for the next day? So his parents were already like yep. in the area when this happened, when he passed away. And so, because th they were there to see the premiere of their son's uh, musical. And so the cast got the um, blessing of the parents to move forward with the premiere because they said that's what Jonathan would have wanted. Yeah. You have our blessing. It's not disrespectful if you guys are wanting to do it. And so they started uh, by, you know, they said, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to get in costume, but we're, we're going to sit. We, it feels disrespectful to do this, like, you know, big, flashy thing. But uh, supposedly stories of people who were there uh, said that it, the – energy uh, and enthusiasm for the material was so much that within a few songs they were, uh, up. they were up and they performed it as is which you know speaks to you know the volume of the music yeah and uh, uh it sold out every single night of its of its off-broadway run in a 150 seat room which quickly they realized is not enough so they that is tiny yeah so uh they quickly moved um to uh 41st street and it opened on broadway um in the nederlander theater what is neat how do you say that mm -hmm. nederlander theater um uh april 29th 96 so it was only off broadway for a few months and went straight to broadway which is crazy absolutely wild there are uh, a lot of you know uh legendary names uh, uh tied to it as we said anthony rapp uh tay diggs uh adele dazim yeah, Adele Dazim, Adina Menzel. Uh, I don't recognize the other names 
Hagen? Am I? I'm yeah, just talking so, about original cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 Broadway original cast. You have Anthony Rapp. Um, you have Adam Pascal. Um, Adam Pascal. Uh, if you ever saw School of Rock, was in Jack Black's band in the beginning. He was like the the bad guy. Um, uh, the one uh, with his shirt off. Yeah. Fuck. Well, no, no, not the one with the shirt off. Sorry, the Sexy. one with the shirt off was like the sexy guy. I don't, I don't know who okay. that is. Adam Pascal was the leader of that of the other band. Got it. Um, Daphne Rubin Veg played Mimi. Don't know who that is. Uh, Jesse L. Martin played Tom Collins. If you ever watched Law and Order, he's in every everything in Law and Order. Uh, um, if you ever watched the, the CW Flash, show, <laughs> he's also Iris West's dad. Um, he he's been in a bunch of stuff, dude. That's your cat's name, Iris. Yeah, like the Goo Goo Dolls song. Like the Goo Goo Dolls song. <laughs> no, no no other relation. Um, and then Angels played by Wilson Germain uh, Heredia. Um, uh, Maureen was played by Idina Menzel. Um, this is like a keep, keep in <laughs> keep in mind also in the context, especially for Idina Menzel, but for Jesse L. Martin uh, and for Tay Diggs. I mean, this is kind of like the beginning of their career. Like yeah, this is I, yeah. this is the very beginning of all of how they're gonna explode. I know Tay Diggs from the show New Girl. Yeah, and I was like, wait a second, is but, that the guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then Joanne was played by uh, Freddie Walker. But so I mean, like Idina Menzel does this, and then you know, once this is probably done shortly after that, she then moves on and she gets keep, it get, gets cast in Wicked. She keeps on Idina Menzeling. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so the I mean, this is. Not, I mean, this is a testament to a number of things, but this cast is just perfect. They're so good. It's really crazy how that kind of stuff happens it, on such a small scale, and then to see where they go to get that big. Yeah, I think right, about as you get further away. Yeah. yeah, I think about like the one of the graduating classes from Second City was like yeah. all of the funny actors we know now. Yeah, and yeah. they were all just like super poor. Well, and, like, I think that speaks – it's not even, like, a, oh, the casting director was immaculate and, wow, they just knew what they were doing. I think it speaks to the talent of these people that, yeah. like, of course they were going to do well. I mean, I, the content, like, of it, like this musical, yes, Jonathan Larson, that's the driving force, but it would not be what it is without these people. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Interesting uh, fun fact about Adam Pascal is that he, if he – couldn't tell from listening to him is a rock singer he was in bands yeah. uh and he actually had to break a habit whenever he was cast in this because he on stage would sing with his eyes closed so they had to be like you gotta you gotta open your eyes and he then would start again and he closed his eyes every time he would sing he had to break the habit what do i do with my hands yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh do you do you have a bit more uh, i have a game for us before we move on too much farther okay Okay, so um, aside from, you know, well, I guess not aside, but one of the things we didn't really mention about the cast and about, like, the content, we kind of mentioned about the content, but it's a very diverse cast, um, and it kind of set a new standard in, in Broadway for having more diverse casts, and also with the music, there's, like, it's, it's people call it a rock opera. I don't call it a rock opera, but I get why people call it a rock opera. Um, so it, it did a bunch of firsts on Broadway. It set a bunch of new things. It had some other firsts as well. Um, Rent was the first musical to do which one of these things? A, have nudity on stage. B, being the longest running Broadway show. C, invent the Broadway lottery. And D, highest grossing Broadway show. I'm going to go with C. I'm going to go with C. I'll go with A. <laughs> Can I say why I don't think it's D? I think something with D is going to be like Lion King. I don't know if that's before or after this. Or Would have been around... Cats. I think that it it's going to be like yeah. cats. 
Well, uh, it, it, it couldn't be B because, you know, I, I, you know, there's a lot of musicals that have been running longer Since than like, 80s, yeah, 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 yeah. which that one is Phantom. Uh, grossing is Lion King. Highest grossing is Lion King. So you get two points today. Um, nudity on stage is Hair. Hair was the first one oh, to have nudity on stage. I figured it wasn't the first one. So it is uh, the Broadway Lottery. Now, Jackson, can you explain the Broadway Lottery? Because you've experienced it, right? Haven't you experienced it? Oh, yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about like uh, where you put tickets. your... tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to describe it. <laughs> okay. Did, did you have a bad time? No, I just yeah, don't have the energy. <laughs> So busy at work. He's so busy at his job. Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm being honest. So, okay, so basically the way this works is um, this was uh, invented by the producers of the show, Jeffrey Seller and Kevin McCollum. Uh, they implemented this, they call it a rush system. Um, so they'll basically have a limited amount of seats available um, for the show, and it's at a first-come, first-served basis for $20 a ticket. You know, because Broadway can get to be really fucking expensive to see a show. So this was Even kind the of... the cheapest seat is always the most expensive. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the producers felt the need to make the show accessible to those, quote, in their 20s and 30s, artists, bohemians, the people for whom Jonathan Larson wrote the show about. Um, so that's where it came from, was because they were like, this is what Jonathan Larson honestly probably would have done himself. Um, and it's still a thing that is implemented to this day. People will rush and try to get their 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 lottery tickets, get cheap Hamilton tickets for twenty bucks, that sort of thing. Yes. They and also they also did it for this uh, because people were like tenting outside of the of the theater to get tickets. Yes. When I went to New York City, uh, I've done this twice. Both times I've been in New York City. The first time did it for Hamilton, um, and then the second time I actually won. And it was for, um, they were doing um, Shakespeare in the Park. And uh, I won, but unfortunately, uh, my flight uh, did not allow me to go see it. So I was pretty upset about that. Uh, But yeah, it's a really cool system. That reminds me of uh, this thing I read about Billy Joel, how he doesn't let the first first two rows rows or first two or three rows, he won't let people buy them. Uh, that are just like rich people because wow. he's like these people are boring as fuck so what he'll do is he'll keep them open and then get random people up in the cheap seats to, so, fill, yeah, his, to bring them down to the got, front he people does who that go down and, or go up and get people that's yeah. so cool i don't know if he does that for every show but he specifically does it for At his MSG. madison square garden the, yeah. the show he plays like 60 or 70 days a year or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my mom actually just went to new york city specifically to see him at madison square that's garden. crazy yeah. so wait a second sorry just not to get too sidetracked did they change the name of that place of, of Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. What was the yeah. venue that they were going to change? Oh, the Staples Center. Never mind. Yeah, you mean the Crypto.com? Yeah, Crypto.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, thought, uh, I thought you were making Arena. a Batman reference, Sorry. but <laughs> I haven't seen it. I bet I got you the Lego set. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Don't thank him. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. You. So, uh, so <laughs> I think I think I want I, I would like <laughs> my Catwoman. You're a kitty cat. I'm a kitty cat. That's my sign. <laughs> I uh, I would like for us to now go back into more focus on the film adaptation of uh, of the whole thing. No thanks. Okay, cool. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. All right, chug the chug the Dr Pepper, dude. Like yeah. let's let's get this shit rolling. So, um, the, like we said, the film was directed by Christopher Columbus, um, and Stephen Chubsky did the screenplay. <laughs> Is that his real last name? By the way, it's... You you just wanted to say his name, didn't you? I wouldn't see how he said He's like Jonathan Larson and Stephen Chubsky. (laughs) 
It's Chris Columbus. Oh, so I think he probably specifically oh. did it that way. Yeah, that's oh, fair. Okay. He does, yeah. Okay. He, he but I understand the mistake. Sure, 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 sure. Christopher Columbus. Just so everyone sure, knows, sure, sure. he yeah, specifically yeah. says Chris Columbus. Anyway. I found this great script. <laughs> anyway, Christopher. Uh, <laughs> no, someone else did that. <laughs> so, Stephen, Stephen Chubsky. Um, <laughs> Oh, he, he's like trying to get his first mortgage and they're like uh mr chubsky <laughs> i feel like <laughs> we've me. done this before hagan yeah 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 i was gonna say if you want to know more about future. him we also talk about him in our uh, uh bonus episode that we'll be releasing about movie musicals but just a little bit of background um he did write the perks of being a wallflower book and also wrote and directed the the film oh, adaptation. okay i do know who this is though. yeah yeah you know mr chubsky <laughs> Didn't know that was the word name. of the day. I didn't know word how to pronounce it. I was like, I was like so nervous how to, how to pronounce it. Are I you had sure to, that's the right? It, I had to look right up way? the phonetics. I had to look up the phonetics, and that's, that's what's probably pop- the American way of saying it. But Chibosky. whatever, yeah, Chbosky is probably yeah. how it's said. So I, I really, genuinely, like, I'm so like, Dave, you got here early, and I really wanted to ask you how you felt about Rent before we even started. And I was like, I gotta wait. But I'm genuinely so excited to hear Dave and Adam's perspective on this on this musical. One of you go first. I made notes. Ooh, let's go. All right, so, Adam, you go say, first. I did, not, I did not make notes. Just but you watched it three times today, right? Just twice. Oh, okay. But not today. <laughs> once today and once, you know. Okay. A couple weeks ago, and I thought we were doing this that same day as well. So, <laughs> so I, I mentioned that I get distracted when I watch musical movies because... What'd you say? <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Oh. <laughs> Man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I made notes while I was watching it, so they have no they have no power, but the phone still works at one point in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and it's like a plugged in phone. It's a plugged it's in 90s. phone. Nineties. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that's not weird. That's how that worked. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, he was thinking of a mobile phone. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Seasons of Love. That Tracy Thomas hits that high note at the end. Is that? Do you think she really did that? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Whenever they did that live, I was like, oh fuck. So then I put. Uh, can could you actually have a fire in your apartment like that? You know, had the big like tub. Like a, yeah, a trash fire. Yeah. It's not real. They'd be full of smoke. Hollywood says you can do that, so it's fine. Well, they're living in one of those like uh, you know lofts that has like the big windows. Warehouse. So yeah, yeah. you yeah. could. Okay, you yeah. could. You could get away with it. Is it smart? Nah, don't do it. Uh, so there's a scene in the movie where uh, they go into the, this restaurant before they do the La Vie Bohème, mm-hmm. the song, and the guy that owns the restaurant is like, no, no, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not coming in here today. And I, I wrote, <laughs> they don't buy any food regularly, and when they do, they dance all over the tables in the bar, cross out the menu, and write "fight AIDS," sing loud as fuck, disrupting the whole restaurant. I'd be pissed if they come in here as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at one point, Roger is that his name? The the guy that wants to write the song? Yeah, yeah. He sells his guitar to buy a car, mm-hmm. and then it shows him I'm not a true musician. Well, no, but it, he's what like, I got to get out of New York. I don't know. It was like uh, a beat yeah. up Cadillac. It looked like, uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, what kind of guitar did he have? <laughs> exactly, that's what I was wondering. And then <laughs> I, I wrote that down. What kind of guitar was it? Was it was it a fucking squire. The... <laughs> so it showed because it shows him selling the car back to yeah. go and back it was, and buy the guitar. Yeah. It was David Gilmore's. David Gilmore's squire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm still thinking about the phone thing because isn't doesn't that work without power? Yeah, that's you, what was. Yeah, that does work. It, it's 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 a it's like a, a landline, and yeah. as long as it's battery powered, it still Shut works. Up, nerd. Even if, even if it's not battery powered like a wired like phone will work yeah yeah if, if they're landline because like because that was the big thing whenever like we would lose power i remember because my mom just got rid of her landline oh you could still use your phone you could still this use is your why phone. old people just broadly speaking have landlines and young oh. people don't is because they understand they're like we can keep the phone on when the power goes out and yeah. all of us are like you can't do that that doesn't work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
anyway, uh, overall, I, I thought it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I just can't get into musicals. Sure. Have you ever seen a musical like live? No. You should come with me sometime. I will. Yeah. I, I think I would have enjoyed it more live. I think it just, to me, didn't work as a movie. Here's, here's it never does. It never does. <laughs> I, I feel like there are probably better examples than this one. Yeah, yeah. there definitely are. I mean, here, here's here's the thing is that like, like like we've already said, you can't. It's it's very difficult to capture the 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 stage performance on the screen, right? We've already said that. Yeah, unless Did we just say doing when like a stage recording like Hamilton was. Right. So this movie came out in 2005, by yeah. the way. So almost 10 years after the original. Now, premiere. now here's here's the here's the big thing is that you can't capture that, but with Rent, it's what you see who uh maybe this is a question of yours one of the uh the producers on this movie no i didn't i don't have that as a question okay yeah uh, uh it's robert de niro <laughs> that's funny. on the movie yeah yeah scorsese was fuck he was he was actually considered to be the director he was one of, he was like yeah <laughs> not spike lee I, I would be interested in that now nah, he's like... shooting down the street oh, okay. yeah <laughs> i was wondering when that was coming <laughs> um yeah, ask me if I watched the movie today. Yeah, I did didn't. you? You didn't? <laughs> no, of course you I just. Didn't. How many times have you seen that movie? The movie I've seen, I think, three times, maybe four times, and I've seen live production three times, and I listened to the recording a lot. I, I, I like, I, I legitimately put it on while I was like just doing shit around the house, and then I like, I was, I was like, okay, I'm put, I'm taking my my headphones out because I'm just like, I'm not focusing, and I was still singing the rest of the show as I was <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't think that you I mean it's very difficult to capture the stage feeling on the screen. But the thing that I do like about this movie and that I do like about like just just rent in general is that it's more about, in my opinion, it always has been about the message that it's bringing and not about because like I've seen some performances that are big old duty, but like it's <laughs> big old dumpy, big old dumpy um, dumpies are good, though. A dumpy can be good and bad. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it, it doesn't. You still walk away from Rent feeling really like you know sad, sad, and also, <laughs> but also you walk away feeling like there's there's there there is like a lot of positivity and aspects of the story. It's, there's a lot of aspects of the story that are about love and like caring for everybody. Redemption. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I walked out of this musical and I was like, oh, I'm so sad, but I'm also so horny. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. They ring. humped on. Stage. Your mood ring was bright green. <laughs> we're, we're sisters. Your loves were raw. <laughs> um, so uh, I also have some differences between the stage and the movie written down. So Goodbye Love was filmed. The full thing was filmed, but the second half was cut because Christopher uh, considered it somewhat of, a, of an emotional overload. Chris. Christopher. I mean, he wouldn't <laughs> want to make a movie that makes people feel anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Senora Just the kind Columbus. of movies he does. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're not even paying attention. Uh, paying and then, attention. and uh, then this this one um, is is a bit, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna trigger warning this next little bit right here. Um, they changed the way that Roger's girlfriend April dies um, in the movie. They made it pretty ambiguous in the movie. Um, how do you think that she dies in the movie? It's not ambiguous. Overdose. At all. How do you think she dies? Yeah. Same. Okay. I, I whenever but I watched that, the, that would make people sad. Whenever I watched the movie, it was I thought that she just that she just died of of AIDS, mm. um, but in the musical, she slits her wrists in a bathtub. Yeah. And what's the uh, the other little nugget of information you get is it's implied that Roger, 
the musician uh is um was dating uh it's his girlfriend who does uh that's how he found out that he was hiv positive yeah yes yeah. through her suicide note and i was like jesus this is dark yeah whoa at yeah. least there's a rock band on stage so christopher cut that part out chris <laughs> Tris. He said. He said. He said Topher. it. Would, he said it would be quote too much. To I mean, that. he's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong, but also like that, that's if that's what is in the musical, you should put it that. It gives in a lot more context. Yeah. It gives more context, but it does take away from the storyline. But they they definitely wanted this to be a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, that they could sell lots of tickets too. So um, there's a couple. There's a couple other differences here that I have. A big one is that there is uh, talking in the movie and the uh, performance uh, on stage is like like an opera sung through front to back yeah there's like hardly any talking i think that's one part of the movie that doesn't work well is that if they were going to do some talking in between you know songs right Mm -hmm. they didn't do enough it just felt really weird that they had that at all yep and then just went back to the song and you're like you could just pick one or the other like well and here's what they did for a lot of like those in between moments on stage is you talk about the phone earlier. There's like a scene in the movie where they listen to a voicemail, right? Right, like on the voicemail machine. So they use that on stage as kind of like a, a story guiding device or like a filler moment. So like it'll be their mom calling, and someone will just walk on stage who plays their mom and sing while they're listening to their to their answering machine. What is the, what does the answering machine say? It's like talk to us. Yeah, I think don't they say beep? They they scream beep too. Yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then these are probably. like the the weirdest changes ever um it sounds better uh in the movie than it does in the musical but still is like it throws you off if you know the if you know the stage production to hear the movie so um for example in the song goodbye love um there's a point where uh roger uh uh uh, hold on make sure i'm getting these next yeah i get them mixed up uh uh, sorry mark mark is singing to roger uh, Mimi still loves you. Are you really jealous? That's that's a line that he sings in the stage production. He says Mimi still loves Roger. Is Roger really jealous? And it's all third person. They don't do anything else but third person for a lot of these lines. Very strange and also a change I'm not upset about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, those are those are those are my differences that I have between the stage and the film. Can I talk about my experience, uh, you know, seeing it on the stage and just to kind of shoot off what you guys saw? Yeah. Um, so I saw it and, you know, I saw the traditional act one, take a break, 15, 20 minute break, come back in. We're going to finish up the musical. I was super excited about this uh, and, you know, saw act one. And normally when you have a intermission like that with the person you're with, you start talking. So what do you think? What do you and my answer is always like I'm reserving my final judgment until this is over because it doesn't take much to squander uh, potential. But I was like, you know, I'm really enjoying this after uh, Act One, and like Act Two is always shorter, always. It's always it's always shorter and sadder. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, I was like, okay, there's a lot of talk about AIDS. I know that there's going to be some characters who probably pass away. That's going to be sad. Uh, so I was I was prepped for that. Uh, but then we get into Act Two, uh, which I, you know, you guys probably don't have reference other than Hagen of like what's Act One, Act Two. Um, so Act One, uh, do they do a clear delineation of like Act Two is like a full year in the movie? Uh, I'll guess that's when they all kind of split apart. I was say when yes. he goes to what's LA. His name and... goes to well, wasn't it Santa so, Fe or Santa Fe? Yeah. Act One is almost entirely like one to two days. Like it's a very short amount of time in the musical or at least that's how they paint it 
or portray it. Uh, and then, you know, they eat and with La Vie Bohème, which by the way, I have this funny thing I wrote in a journal one time. Uh, if you've seen Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, there's a song called Boho Days. Uh, I swear to God, Jonathan Larson, uh, you know, we hear all these stories about people uh, hearing about these concepts, you know, traditionally, you know, coming out or being uh, non-binary or trans and hearing these things and be like, oh, I've always felt this way. I just didn't know there was a word for it. I think Jonathan Larson heard Bohemian and was like, oh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and and you said that you also want to, that you you felt that oh. that was... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I fetishize, like, New York City bohemian lifestyle so much, which I, I understand. Like, that's if I actually was doing it. Grass is greener shit. But yeah, this uh, first thing, uh, this first act ends uh, with La Vie Bohème, I should tell you. And then act two starts with Seasons of Love, which I was like, hell yeah, fuck yeah. And then uh, it's a full year. Act two is a full year, and keep in mind it's shorter. It's a full year. Come on, dude. <laughs> Adam, Dave did this too. <laughs> no, yeah, but not as bad as that. So because you shook the beer when I, you walked in. I'll get a fucking it's been towel. A while. We need a towel. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> get me a towel. <laughs> get Adam a towel. I should have not even tried with the same beer. Uh, so oh, Hank, I gotta move Hagen's iPad. Yeah. So Hagen probably already knows this. So I'm gonna keep going so we don't have to do much editing. So Act Two is a full year and it portrays you know the more sad stuff of the the group talking about right before this like ah oh, let's never let's never break up like this group is like let's always agree to be there for each other and you know things happen people pass away uh people grow apart naturally that kind of stuff happens so i'm sitting there thinking holy shit this is a full year that they're portraying and it goes at such a clip in the um the musical that like I really enjoyed this uh, musical. I'm not going to put a number to it, but like, I thought it was really good. But it, it, the only reason it didn't venture into great territory was because I was like, damn, like, I feel like that first act was so good and so immaculately put together. And I think we could have just skipped that whole act too. I think a lot of the stuff they put in act two could have been uh, reworked in a, a different way. And uh, di so that's my question is, since there wasn't that delineation of that act one, act two for you guys, was there that feeling of like, man, this is going out of clip? Uh, no, but you could definitely sense that they were wrapping up the, the movie. Okay. Because like they started to, that they were in that, uh, what was the name of the clinic or not the clinic, the support group that they would go to? Um, oh no. Which that barely gets any play in the, in the, the musical. It's like it, one yeah. scene. Was, was, was it called friends indeed? Or yeah, something because, like that. Because so that that's that's the real one that he went to with his friends. Oh okay, yeah. It's called Friends Indeed, and and he Life Support and Will I. Those two songs were based off of those meetings. Oh, it's called Life Support. Oh, that was the name of the group. Yeah, that was the name of the group. Yeah. So, so the way that they passed the time was they showed there was a, a slow pan around the room because they were all sitting in a circle at yeah. like a support group, and it shows the certain people, people fade away. Fade away. Oh, that's super sad. Yeah. Uh, so that's how they showed the passage of time. Which they, they didn't do that in this in uh, the clearly, stage. Yeah. yeah. The, the song They was... didn't have that technology yet. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, they didn't have anything right, similar right. to that. I mean, I, I do think the movie might have benefited from making that more clear, because, like, you can tell that time passed, but then at the same time, it's like there's not a clear break yeah. from those, the, the you know, part one and part two. And you need, not... like, the one year later... And I'm not saying I didn't like. Yeah, that wouldn't have the... been bad, honestly, if they just did something like that. Yeah, no, I think that would yeah. have been a little bit better. I, and I, I think it is important to show that like a lot of time passed, maybe. Well, they can just... take those liberties because it is a 
based on a theater production. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't like this, but like it for me personally, it just barely didn't become great to me because I was like, oh, this second act really feels like they're rushing, and I don't think this is necessary. This is this is an interesting thing, kind of uh, uh, like in relation to what you're saying. But um, for those who don't know, Jonathan Larson um, and uh, Stephen Sondheim were were friends relatively, and like Jonathan Larson like loves Stephen Sondheim. It's like a mentor mentee relationship. Yeah, basically. So um, obviously, Stephen Sondheim didn't get to tell Jonathan Larson this. But he had kind of similar-ish thoughts about the musical. He said, I think it's a work in progress. He said that he wanted to put – that Jonathan Larson wanted to put everything in the kitchen sink, and he did. And he thinks it suffers from that, which is, like, true. But, like, that fucking sucks to – like, think about, like, his mentor friend, like – saying that about like uh, it's just, it's just i read that and i was like that's hard to read like, well, but <laughs> it's only hard to read because he passed away yeah uh, exactly it, it yeah wouldn't it, if jonathan larson was still alive today and was making uh more musicals he would have taken that and been like yeah you're right let's fix yeah. this yeah yeah well and also it's like uh it was it was even more scattered before it was edited down right yeah oh yeah way like more a lot more songs a lot more songs and the story was even harder to follow right so it's and 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 you you end the musical with like uh like this is all still bad everyone's yeah, yeah. still good like this is this is all still so like this I, sucks i had a fog over me i saw it at a matinee so i think i was out by like i don't know four o'clock i had a good amount of my day ahead of me and man <laughs> i had a fog over me the rest of the Ugh, day i was like god this is so sad yeah you know it, great and things that you should you know be exposed to if that's not something you're aware of but like fuck i was like this is so sad yeah but just like and my mind was racing of thinking of you hear about those couples where one of them was positive and then the other one wasn't so they took all the precautions but all it took was you know a broken contraceptive something like that and you know at that time, it was a death sentence, and that's so fucking sad. Yeah, and that's so sad. But you know, at the to criticize the movie a little bit more too, in the like towards the end, I don't know if this was in the theater produ- production, but like when he finally finishes the song and Mimi is dying, yeah, and that's and he's like, I know you're dying, but um, I finished the song, so like before. Don't call the ambulance yet. I'm gonna sing this song to her. Yeah, and then she dies supposedly. And then, like, when he finishes the song, she, like, her finger twitches, and then she wakes yeah. up again, and she's fine. Yeah. She's like, I saw Angel, and he told me to listen to your song, and I was like, this is fucking so unrealistic. I mean, that's... She's overdosing. I mean, that that's in the musical, too, so that's not, oh, okay. that's not like yeah. that. That's, well, that's I mean, not a... I thought that was stupid. <laughs> there, there is a lot in the movie, though, that comes off as unrealistic, but they never set up, like, this is a, like, we're... You know, doing this in like a fantasy way, like this is not real exactly, or like a vaguely otherworldly. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing that implies any of that. It's just like, yeah, they're dancing and trashing the uh, the restaurant. Yep, that's what they're doing. Like, yeah. I understand why the guy's mad. Like you said, like y'all want to talk about music? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm real quick. Uh, just the the differences in cast and the movie really quickly. Because um, it is is only like one or two, right? Yeah. So it's actually a game. So of those of 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 the characters, do you guys know which one was re- or which one or two or three or however many were recast? I'll go last. Oh, I guess Mimi was recast. I was going to say I know Rosario Dawson wasn't in the musical. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go if that's the only recasting. Do you have any other and that that's it? Just Mimi? Jackson? Uh, yeah, Are you I looking think it up on your on your computer right no, now. No, I'm looking at the <laughs> I'm looking, looking at the poster. At okay. his, uh, I promise. His Maybe Angel? 
No, Angel is the same person. Um, I think Angel is the same. Oh, Tom Collins. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's uh, Roger and Mimi. I know Mimi for sure. Uh, is it Roger as well? No, Adam Pascal is in the movie. Okay, yeah. I I don't fucking care. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I haven't seen the movie. Uh, Adam, it's Adam Pascal is is in the movie. Uh, so Anthony Rapp, Adam Pascal, Jesse L. Martin, Wilson Jermaine, Heredia, Idina Menzel, and Tay Diggs are all in the movie, just like they were in the mu- in the musical in the stage oh, is production. It, um, it is Joanne. Joanne Tracy Thompson plays Joanne, and uh, like you said, Rosario Rosario Dawson plays Mimi Marquez. Yep. Um, so do we want to talk about uh, the musical let's get numbers? Into, let's get into the music. I think I already uh, told you guys what my favorite song was. And it it's a good was, choice. It was unexpected. Most people think, oh, it's going to be Seasons of Love or something like that. Okay, if that's your or, favorite song, listen to the musical again. People think, uh, so most people <laughs> thought. I mean, that's the one I, don't, I hear all the time and you hear everywhere. Is and the it's best exhausting. One. <laughs> most people thought Seasons of Love or Take Me or Leave Me. And I was like, oh, no, I, I like those. But, or. I'll cover you reprise, which is great. Very sad. I'll cover you reprise is my is yeah. Oh my god. Um, but for me, it was Tango Maureen. Uh, that I just loved it. It was so good. I thought that was wonderful. Mine really was fun. mine was the I should tell you right bef- in the middle of La Viva One. Yeah. That that one I was like, this is fucking great. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a really good one. Adam, do you have? I any? didn't note any of them specifically, but I think everything around that Love Be Bohem stuff is all probably the better yeah. part of the movie, at least. Imagine living, 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 <laughs> La Vida Loca. <laughs> Imagine living in New York City and just being like, motherfucker, I want to go to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Imagine that. What do you mean, imagine that? A lot of people do that. They idolize Big the dum-dums. desert and. They, well, yeah, they, they, they've lived in a city their entire life. Of course they want to go somewhere else. Driven in a fucking desert. Don't go, like, guys. You know, people from here being like, let's go to Marfa. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't go to Marfa, guys. Uh, Texas is Santa Fe. I'll say, I'll, say, I'll say musically, I think I'll cover Reprise is my favorite song. It's, what, what, sorry, what scene was that in the movie? It's the funeral. Oh, not after the funeral. After the funeral is good, is goodbye, love. So, so there's the, uh, what's really nice about it is in the first act, uh, for me, in the first act, Angel and uh collins they do i i'll cover you together and that's them like pronouncing their love for each other and then the reprise is angel has passed away and collins is singing it again oh fucking sad yeah real fucking super sad i actually almost cried during that point jesse l martin hits those low notes that's really nice like you don't get that much in any music in general yeah but like but then, he, but then he belts some high notes too. Jesse yeah. L. Martin takes he 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 takes charge of of like the musical in that moment. I care about nothing else except for what Jesse L. Martin has to say. Even when the whole cast comes in, I'm like, no, just Jesse L. Martin, please. Just just <laughs> I just want him. I found it weird that I found the transition into that song weird in the movie. Yeah. I think they should have had a little bit of a pause, and then he starts. Yeah. the song. Yeah, because there's just like piano. I think playing the seasons of change or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, but that but that that one's really good. Um, and today then, for you, that's a fucking jam. For, is it as fun good. in the movie as it was in the uh, you know in the theater? Because like when that like song comes off on and they have that like fucking runway beat, the you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about? It's it's not as fun. Like I was sitting there like fuck, I want to get up and dance. I hope some fuckers come into the fucking aisles right now. <laughs> I personally was not a big fan of Today for You from the movie, and then I liked it more on stage. It's it, so fun. It's, it's it's just a lot of dancing around. It's like it's really energetic. I mean the whole the whole beginning is energetic. Like one song, Glory, is like a big old like shut up, dude. Fuck. 
Uh, <laughs> that's Jonathan Larson being like, guys, see how hard I have it, and you know, really sad now that we know, but like, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, like, I mean, like, one song glory. I mean, I mean, the like the, the 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 content in one song glory is not is is sad. I don't really care for Adam Pascal singing me an incredibly like like he he's he's he is a rock singer and I love so many moments of his rock voice throughout the whole musical. Huge amount of range. But like when in one song glory, I'm just like, ugh, dude, can we can't like just could someone else have sung this maybe and then you do the rest of it? Like I don't, I, it's just it's just harder for me to get into it for that one. La um, Bohem is obviously super fun. Yeah, over the moon oh, can fuck off. Yes, we have to talk about that. Was over. that like when I felt like holy shit, this is going on forever when they brought it out. Because that's like Maureen's big... It's like Dina solo number where she's like talking oh. and then doing the whole, it's the whole art production. It was extremely impressive, her performance. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. sure she actually sang it. But it was extremely cringy also that she comes in in the movie on a fucking motorcycle, takes it... off her helmet, and she's already wearing a headset mic. That's how... Ha- oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, God, get fucked. Well, like, I think that, that's one of those... There's a lot of moments in the movie where it's like, it's a clearly, yeah. Yeah, like, you didn't, like, plan this as a movie, really. Man, yeah. it's just, so that's her big entrance as Marines. And uh, whenever that happened, I was like, okay, cool. All right. Fuck, we're, we're still on. Cool. <laughs> yep, got it. it Edgelord, it, I understand. Uh, but it just kept going. And I was on. like, this is really impressive, especially because, like, as, like, basically, as a musical, you're used to these big ensembles. And at that point, it is one person. And, like, it's really impressive from that Super technical impressive. feat, but I was like, holy shit, move on. And it's the one so, before so it, the big act one number, so it's yeah. even more like, yeah. So it, and like La Vie Bohème's like the same length, so like it, it cuts away from La Vie Bohème, cut over the moon in half, and then La Vie Bohème feels bigger. Yeah. Uh, do they have all the TVs and stuff on the stage production? No. Oh, that, I thought that was really cool. No. But at the same time, I just also was like, they're mooing, and the police are like, well, now you've drawn, you've, you've crossed the line. Dave. You're going to love this. Okay. When they do it live, they say, moo with me. Guess what happens? Everybody moves. The whole crowd starts mooing. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, Imagine. They, they also have, they also ha- have had. Can like we do the, that at our CD release? Moo. <laughs> moo. They, they, they moo have with had, us. They have had the TVs on stage before. It's just, it's just different every yeah. time. Cause it's just directors who wants to do different stuff. Um, I think that. Cut that shit. Uh, uh, take me or leave me is a fucking banger. Um, my God, it is so good. Uh, that that song gets me every time. Just like, all oh, right, I know, I know, you guys are fighting, and this is not At your great. wedding. What? At your wedding? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but this is so much fun. That and, didn't happen on the fucking oh, stage, yeah, dude. No, yeah. they're like getting married, and like the parents are like saying how happy they are to have everyone as a part of their family, and then like Adina Mazel's character goes over to the bar and orders a drink and just hits on the bartender, what? and then it kicks into that song. Yeah. Yeah. On the at the stage production, they're just like. They have, and this is where it felt like it was running at a clip in Act Two. Is like they basically they have every they have like three tables set up, and they're like, okay, focus on uh, the table on the left. Take me or leave me. All right, we're moving to the table in the middle. This person's dying. Table on the right. This is this person. So it's like kind of moving in this like, hey, here's we're picking up. This is what's happening. So nothing like that is obvious. No. Um, I like uh, uh, what you own a whole lot. And then after that, I don't have to listen to the finales anymore. The finales are cool; they're like they're really good. But I only want to listen to it in context, and that's from just me listening to it. it, it it's it's a good finale. Um, finale A, your eyes, and finale B, it's fun. But I would much rather just listen to what you own and go. All right, what's next? What do we listen to now? What album are we putting on next? This is 
fucking done. Uh, I should tell you is kind of annoying for me because it's like, just communicate with each other. <laughs> hey, it's the 90s, dude. Um, <laughs> Out Tonight, that is a Shania Twain song, right? Like, that, that <laughs> just gives you big Shania Twain. Yeah, yeah, Not enough yeah. key changes. But, like, it, for me, I was like, oh, this is really fun. I, I like this. This just sounds like they threw in a Shania Twain, like, pop song in there. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like that you pointed at me for that? Well, yeah. Because my <laughs> wife is, like, a huge Shania Twain fan. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, like. Closed my booklet. And we keep, we keep like, kind of, like, the musical theater vibes, like, in the beginning, too. Like, like I mean, it obviously is a musical, and it has, like, these fantastical things to them. But, like, Light My Candle is totally like a broadway song it's i love like, that song it's like a lot of like fun talking back and forth like while still like singing this beautiful song it's hilarious and then it's like oh this is sad uh but like the way rosario, rosario dawson plays it is brilliant it's super cute i was yeah. like like giggling watching it yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> she blew it out again <laughs> she blew out the candle again yeah and he's like i ran out of matches bitch get the fuck out of my house <laughs> and then he's like wait a minute don't I recognize you from the strip club? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should tell you I have AIDS. <laughs> and she's like, me too. <laughs> oh, you also remind me of my dead girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like taking concepts that are traditionally very, very dark or like hard to talk about and making them fun, which is definitely a musical theater thing to do. Yeah. Will you light my candle? <laughs> Um, one more thing about the cast before we before we kind of close up, but um, this cast get, gets a lot of flack because of their age. You mean in, oh in yeah, the movie she, specifically? He, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, he uh, he's like Rogers, like you must be fourteen, and she's like uh, I'm nineteen. I'm yeah. like uh, Rosario Dawson, Dawson, you were like probably thirty at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that happens all the time. Yeah, I, yeah, that, I don't know what that, that is happens, up with. and you can forgive that if they put it in a more fantastical kind of setting. But I think because they don't do that, it it kind of well, sticks the, out more where it's yeah. like none of them are the ages that you guys are talking about. And the, that's okay, but you're pretending they are, but then it's still serious. Like the I fantastical setting is musicals. That is, yeah. that is it. It's not, it's, it's yeah, I not, just don't, I don't think that Christopher Columbus leaned into it. Let's so. go. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam, I think you and I just have like some sort of stick up our ass. We just need to lighten up. No, no. Maybe no, we would enjoy musical theater more. Movies need to just embrace that, you know, for, like the the context of this is like it should be fantastical kind of to a degree right. like musicals like you said they they should have just embraced that and gone with it like Mark can like fly in La La Land for example they have that scene where they're you know in the the um the observatory yeah observatory yeah where they're just like floating around and stuff and you're just like yeah. you're totally in for that if you're watching that movie because you're like yeah of course that's happening why not but yeah. see if they did some shit like that I'd be like why not why doesn't Angel find the cure for AIDS <laughs> so. I feel like I would recommend seeing Rent, especially if you're like if you're a if you're a musical fan. I mean, it gives you the context of like what so many musicals that came out after that. Um, so I would definitely recommend it. But you know, it it does show its age in some ways. Uh, yeah, you know, just from the musical, some uh, outdated. Uh, terminology but that's okay i mean i mean it's a it's important in the history of musicals in general it's also the outdated the outdated terminology is just more of the the like it's not used in any sort of offensive way it's just the fact that like that's just what that's the terminology that they used in the 90s yeah um there was part of me whenever it was being done live where i was like "Eh, you could change a word (laughs) you could change it that does it didn't rhyme with anything yeah yeah okay (laughs) um i i think that I couldn't suggest this more, and I, I think watching the movie is totally fine if you can't see it on stage. If you can see it on stage, I think I'll... Hey, hey they, they're doing the farewell tour. You can't see it on stage anymore. Yeah, this is it. It's over. Shit. 
you can actually see some of the like some of like the Your local uh, high school. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> local high school doing rent. Hey, hey, that's uh, no, somebody that's, here did that's that, right? A thing. Did you what? do rent in high school? No. They do it abridged. Some people do yeah, it yeah, abridged. There, is, there are abridged. Yeah. Which, like, there are whenever like, I heard that, I was like, whoa. This is it's like, like but instead of AIDS, it's gonna, chicken pox. I was going to say, you cut, humping, out, but fuck. you cut out all the, the bad parts, so it's like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the, like the 50 Shades of Grey. Cut out all the sex <laughs> it's, scenes. It's just 20 minutes, oh. yeah. Full disclosure, I actually was like 525,600 minutes, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is, before listening to the next line in the song. <laughs> I paused it. I was like, I'm going to do some math for the show, and I was like, it's a year. And you then thought it, you fucking had him, did you? No, I was just like, I'm just curious about this, and then I heard the next line in the song, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, there are other ways to watch like kind of like stage performances. There were there are have been filmed versions. Um, the, the Hollywood Bowl version, I think, was filmed, and I'm pretty sure there was a version with Neil Patrick Harris that was filmed as well. He's not good in it. Do you play Roger or Mark? He played Mark. Obviously, mm. Mark. That makes sense. Um, but the, the the Hollywood Bowl cast is actually really interesting. Uh, Skylar Aston is Mark. Aaron Tveit is Roger. Those are like musical theater guys. But if you ever saw Pitch Perfect, Skylar Aston was um, like the male like the male interest for Anna Kendrick. Vanessa Hudgens is Mimi. Uh, which, you know, some people have always been questioning her since High School Musical, but I think Tick, Tick, Boom solidified that she's actually really good. Um, and then Wayne Brady is Tom Collins. <laughs> <laughs> is Tom Collins going to have to smack a bitch? <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, Tracy Tomps comes back from the movie version to be in the stage production. And uh, Maureen is played by Nicole Scherzinger of the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> uh, I could see Michael C. Hall playing Roger. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. That'd yeah, be I really could see good. that as well. Yeah. Uh, I could see John Bon Jovi playing Roger. <laughs> I <laughs> I could. Yeah, yeah. You're going to tell me I'm wrong? She <laughs> I came mean, down in a bubble, dude. <laughs> like 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah, I don't know right. if he's got hey, the hey, voice hey. for it now. We're talking about perfect casting. Grow up. Yeah, grow up. <laughs> um, Dave doesn't get it. <laughs> I don't. He thinks we're she being came, really she mean. came down in a bubble, Doug. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> We'll show you later. Um, okay. We'll I, tell you about it later. Yeah. It has to do with something Adina Menzel is related to. Ooh. Grow okay. up. <laughs> anyway, uh, anybody else oh, have anything okay, to say mind. about Rent? The Wicked Witch of the East, man. It's the Wicked Witch yeah. of the East, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grow up. <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I think you've been checked out for a while. Sorry, yeah, as, soon as, as soon as you said the word movie, he was like, I'm done. Um, so should we talk about what we're listening to? Yeah, are we doing that? Yeah. Cool. I don't. I mean, rent. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else you were listening to. No, I, I guess I've. Uh, you know, I don't know how this happened, but I started. Uh, just I needed some comfort music this week uh, to not really like think about too much. So I uh, was listening to uh, Beck's record uh, Guero, which I don't know that that was. I think the record that really got me into Beck, and then I've been just dancing around his discography, but specifically that one. Uh, some white boy rap, I suppose. <laughs> I've been listening to uh, "Diving into Sky Blue Sky," Wilco, the Wilco record. Phenomenal it's record. Really that is the first record with the best iteration of that fucking band, <laughs> Impossible Germany. If no one's got me, that three and a half minute guitar solo, that's there for me, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's shit. really good. Impossible Germany, mm-hmm. so good. When I went to record with Brack recently. He was telling me, he's like, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Wilco, but I do love this one song I've been trying to learn on guitar. And I was like, Impossible Jeremy. He goes, yeah, how'd you know? I was like, yeah, what else are you trying to fucking learn? <laughs> yeah. I hate how catchy that line is, the opening line. 
It's just like, why yeah. is this so? Ca- I don't even understand it, what he's saying. It becomes like a fucking Almond Brothers yeah. song at it the really end. It really does. And I don't really like the Almond Brothers, but I was like, do do do. Do, 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 do. It yeah. sounds so good. So good. I would like to hear that record done again with like 2022 production. I could hear that, yeah. Um, so I was uh, I went and played a bunch of gigs in Houston this past weekend, and I was in a 15-passenger van with Matthew and the Arrogant Sea. And, uh, Smells great. I was uh, – <laughs> I mean, it did. Yeah. Y'all are uh, clean people. Did anybody yeah. spill the tea? Oh, my God. <laughs> One member of the band spilled hot tea on himself twice before we even got out of Denton. It was hilarious. Sorry if you're listening to this. Sorry actually to the rest of the band because I'm about to reveal my secret to you guys, which is I made myself co-pilot the entire way so I didn't have to drive. And so I got to pick the music. It's <laughs> a good plan. <laughs> so I uh, chose everything that was played until someone was like, Hey, can we can we listen to this? And then I put it on for an album, and then I wouldn't ask them what to put on next. <laughs> I would just put That's something. Better than I thought you were gonna say, just a song, and then you go back to your stuff. No, no, I I, I put on full albums if they requested it. If they requested one song, I'd play the one song. Uh, or if they requested like the one song, I would try to like find something similar to that one song. But I still played what I wanted to play. But the exciting thing that I've been listening to is the new Wallows record. Tell me that it's over. It's really cool. Uh, the singles. Um, I don't want to talk, and especially you were the ones that I heard, and they were great. But the album starts with Hard to Believe, which is really catchy, but um, they hit, like, the, the singer hits this, these crazy low notes in the beginning. And it, it feels, it doesn't feel like it, it's like, it does feel like it's hard for him to do, but it just fits so perfectly. Album? Well, that's it from your. your... I'm not going to read off everything okay. I played on both the drive to the from set. I thought that's where you were going. I but... mean, uh, okay, let's see here. Can you go through the set? <laughs> Uh, let's see. On the drive back, I played What's So Fucking Funny by Webbed Wing. I played, this was Tony's uh, request, Sisyphus by Sisyphus. I played Colors by this Latrina Berry Adam. <laughs> I played uh, uh, Everhard Weber, uh, the, color, the, color, uh, the Colors of Chloe and Pendulum by Everhard Weber. I played Finding Gabriel by Brad Meldow. I what played. The f- I'm not do... putting all these in the list. Well, oh, no, oh, you didn't <laughs> choose those. You I I chose. Who, chest, who, who suggested well, the Abelard Weber? I chose the colors of Chloe because uh, the the Pablo didn't know which one to what, which one he wanted, and then oh he remembered God. it was Pendulum. And then I put on Finding Gabriel because they were all talking about jazz shit, and I was like, I want to listen to this one. It's a new it. record, right? It's his new. No, it's 2019. He put out, oh, he did okay. put out a new one this week, yeah. but I haven't listened to it yet. And then I put on Let Me Do One More by Lunati Hotties. Two Saviors by Buck Meek, and Anyway by May Earlwine and Woody Goss. What about love? love. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're sorry if you're still listening. <laughs> We're very sorry, O'Doss. I'm gonna I'm gonna auto tune that. <laughs> I've only got one thing. It's a score for a new ish tv show uh severance by theodore shapiro and it's kind of reminiscent of trent reznor and atticus ross's scoring so obviously i liked it uh it, it feels like maybe the first show that i've heard music for that sounds like it's influenced by their scoring work uh, so that's kind of cool to see very cool okay jackson you have an announcement to make did dave go what what did you listen to oh my god you, talk, you guys talked about wilco <gasps> you guys literally just talked about wilco <laughs> 
It's okay. I've done that to Adam so many times. I'm like, all right, let's end the show. And like, you're like, dude, I've been. Before we wrap up the show, uh, we did mention that uh, two announcements, uh, little plugs here. Um, we will have an episode coming out, a bonus episode this week uh, that Hagen and I did that kind of wrapped up some of those mu- movie musicals that we promised that we were going to do, but life got in the way. We did them. So uh, we're going to talk about that and all if, in one episode. And if you liked, if, if you have listened to Rent and you like Rent and you for some reason haven't watched Tick, Tick, Boom, you're unsure about it, listen to our episode. We talk a lot about Tick, Tick, Boom. We'll convince you to watch it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying we're a musical podcast now, but I'm not saying we're not. Hey, I'll take it. So uh, the other thing is... I'll be is, a musical podcast and I'll be a gossip podcast. Yeah. The other thing is, is uh, as this comes out on Wednesday, uh, our band, Moniker, will have uh, announced we have a new album coming out on uh, Friday, April 22nd of this year. And then pretty soon after, uh, that album is called Limbo. It will be on all your streaming services. You can listen to it anywhere. You can buy it on Bandcamp. Except in Russia. Except in Russia. I apologize. <laughs> um but you can listen to it really anywhere on that date. Um, on, on top of that, we'll be doing an album release show here in Denton at Harvest House. It'll be a measly $3, so come on over. $2. $2. $2. shit. Price went down by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, but it, it'll be out. It's going to be a great lineup. and uh, Fresh merch. Yeah, fresh handmade merch, limited edition stuff that will be gone after that show. So definitely come out. Uh, we really appreciate it. Moniker will be releasing that. Denton, Texas, Harvest House on April 23rd. Uh, we'll remind you. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll keep talking about it, but we want to bring it up now because we're announcing it and we're super excited about it. I do have a confession to make and then I played the whole album for the Matthew Neary and Sea guys on our trip. Fuck. <laughs> that was also something that I got to play was, <laughs> was like, if I'm holding you guys hostage, we're listening to this. <laughs> Listen to the other bands I'm in. I want you guys to tell me how good we are. And they did. <laughs> so yeah, as uh, you know, as the days go on, as the new episodes come out, we'll talk a bit more about it, but we appreciate everyone who listens to this. And uh, you may hear about this before we even actually officially announce it. So I was gonna uh, say it's a uh, exclusive. Yeah, that's yeah. a little thank you to people who uh, listen to this show, and uh, you know if there's any of y'all who also listen to our band as well. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for joining us with this journey. Thank. Actually, I want to thank Dave and Adam for watching Rent. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I know it's not watching necessarily. It yeah, watching it twice not necessarily your thing. This is really fun for me. So thank you guys for watching Rent. Thank you, listeners, for going on this journey with us. Um, we really appreciate it. So if you haven't already, please follow or subscribe on whatever podcast app you are using. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a little five-star review or three-star review or just a review. I don't, you know, say what, say what, say how you feel. Let us know. Five-star would be cool though. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're on social media, you can find us on Instagram at DFTA podcast, uh, Facebook, don't feed the artists, uh, drop a little follow there. You'll see great meme content from Jackson. He's been killing it with the memes lately. Yeah. Professional memester over here. It's uh, my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you guys so much for listening and fuck off. Get me a towel. I already did. Yeah, we Thank need more. you. Sorry for spilling beer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about Dave. It's not my towel. It's not yeah. my table. Dude. <laughs> <laughs>